Welcome back to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. We are back in the stream room today. My name is Brandon. I'm Craig, and I'm cold. Cold Craig. <laughs> I'm freezing. Yeah. Dude, I've been freezing all, all morning long. Like, on my way over here, it was 10 degrees. 10 degrees. Like, does it have to be 10? Why not 12? Might not 11, but why 10? Right. So it's really freezing cold. Oh. And um, But, you know, um, at least... At least it's not snowing, right? You so, know what warms you up? I know, Der Dutchman Donuts. This guy here this morning um, brought, like, Der Dutchman Donuts. And I have to be honest with you, those are really good. So good. I had the caramel, uh, maple. The maple. Car- yeah, maple. Maple it Long was, John. Yeah, super, super, super good. That's what I'm eating right now. I know. I've just... already had a half of a cinnamon twist. And Long now John. he's on too. Now the... I'm eating a half of a maple. Where, where'd my half a maple go? I, that's a great question. I looked up. And it was there, and I looked down, and I looked back Did you up, eat and it, it was gone. No. I don't remember eating it. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this guy this morning, um, he's been, um, you know, he's, uh, he's already been to the Der Dutchman, and, um, he's been, he's been running around, and I can't, um, uh, begin to describe his morning routine for him. So maybe him and Willie can, um, on the road again. That was me. What happened? But I can't wait to get on the road again now. They should change that. I can't wait to get to Plain City again. Again and again and again. So we um, – they they were supposed to have a robotics competition for middle school students on Saturday because of the weather that we got that we were not supposed to get. I mean they were calling what, one to two inches? I saw one. And it dumped and like – this guy here <laughs> – he, he texted text me and said, did you get your bread or milk? Yeah. I was like, what? And he pulled up his phone and looked at the weather. He was and like, I was ah. like, Yosemite Sam, racking, freaking, fucking, sobbing. I can see you jumping up and down like that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was when I had to shovel. Yeah. And so they canceled the robotics competition Saturday. And we got a phone call there the other day. And it was like, hey, um, they're thinking about redoing it. Is your team available to be there? And so we were like, yeah, we can do it because the kids are out of school today. They rescheduled it. But what if you were actually celebrating President's Day? What if you wanted to honor Ronald Reagan today or you wanted to go and honor Warren Harding or Calvin Coolidge and you guys were going to go take that destination? Would, would they have been dinged for not going to that or? No, okay. no, it was completely yeah. optional. All right. And so, uh, so I, we packed up and, I got my run in this morning early. Got eight miles in on the treadmill because no, I wasn't running outside in 10 degree weather. Not happening. And, um, we packed up. We were out of the house by 735-ish and headed to Plain City. Stopped at not New 734-ish, not 736-ish. It's 735-ish. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, stopped at, at, at Der Dutchman, picked up the donuts and got me a coffee. And dropped Allie and Jordan and Christian off at the at Tolls Community uh, Career Center there in Plain City. And as I'm as Kennedy and I say hi, Kennedy. Hi. As Kennedy and I are pulling out of the uh, of, of Tolls parking lot, my daughter calls me, and she was very timid. She says, um, "Dad, I forgot my notebook on my bed." And I wanted to say, so figure it out. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I drove home, got the notebook, drove back to Plain City for a second time, dropped the notebook. And now here we are back in, in Richwood. So he calls me, I don't know, nine, maybe a little before nine. Mm-hmm. I'm here at the church and, um, he's like, um, Hey, I got to go back and do all this. And, um, And so he was explaining what he was going to do, and I was like, fine. I said, but when do I get my coffee and my espresso? That's all that matters. So he said, it won't be till after 10. So I walked in. Craig was in a in the fetal position in his office on the floor. Rocking. Rocking. Having withdrawals. I sent you that bitmo of, uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I need caffeine. I will tell you this yesterday, um, was it before the first or second service? Before, first before the first service. service yep. He, uh, he cranked out a couple shots of espresso, ex espresso. Mm-hmm. And, um, I usually don't eat anything or drink anything before I speak because I just don't want that laying on me or, you know, like, you know, not feeling it or anything. So he makes this and he's like, um, I made you one of these and I, 
against my better judgment, I went in, but it didn't do anything to me. And it, I think it actually perked me up a little bit. And, um, it, I think the spirit was in that. I think that's what we can contribute to you going seven minutes over time. No, 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 no. It was six. First service. What was it? Second service. It was like four. I'm not sure Allison started that in time. Mm. Exactly. I'm not sure she started it in time either. I think she started it late, and you probably went like nine minutes over. (laughs) Yeah, I looked up because I looked up. There was one point where I looked up, and I had like 14 minutes to go. I was like, oh, great, great, great. I got this covered. This was the first service. And the next time I looked up, I knew I had a little bit to go, and I was already four minutes over, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't know what I'm going to do. It was like your donut. Like, where did the time go? Exactly. I don't. I never did eat that donut, mm-hmm. dude. I <laughs> I didn't eat that time up either. The Holy Spirit did. That was the espresso's fault. <laughs> exactly. Where did my donuts go? <laughs> it was espresso's fault. So you made two shots yesterday, mm-hmm. and then um, and I did not have one. You did not. <laughs> but Sue Federer, God bless her heart, hasn't been here for two weeks because. You know, she's had, I'll just say it, she's had the cooties and, um, the cooties, so she's yeah. not eating enough possum, not enough possum I in her I think that's diets. what it is. Exactly. And she needs some more grease. She's uh, possum grease. <laughs> it's <laughs> gross. Gross. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's fine. We haven't talked about that in a while. I mean, it's been a few weeks since we brought up possum right. by a break, but I looked in your office and she, she didn't just sip that thing. No. She downed that like it was a shot. Yeah. Like a true shot of mm-hmm. something. Slammed it down on the table and went, I need another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, sorry, Sue, I've got to go lead worship. <laughs> Glad. I, so that was funny because, um, the second service was already started and, um, I'm talking and did you see me come in? Yeah. So you come in like, were you, were you getting worried? No. Okay. And, but all of a sudden I didn't know where we were in the song because it, it, it's not long. Right. And I know you'd been singing it, and I wasn't for sure what song that was. And then the person is talking to me. I went, hey, hang on just a second. And I was listening. I'm like, oh, I got to go. I said, I don't know where they're at in this song, and they've been singing it. And that's what I I looked at you at the back door, and I was like. Ugh. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea where we were. It was a good day, though. I mean, we were low first service. I'm bound to happen when, you know, it's snowy and cold. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we were low first service, and second service filled in pretty yeah. good. Started off kind of low, but then people continued to file in as service. I can't wait till the weather just breaks, and we get we get like just a, a really good like fifties or sixties or something like that. You know, just something other than this bitter cold. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna be honest now. Please, here we go. Here we go. Everybody knows that I love winter. Everybody knows that I love the snow. After this past Friday, I'm good now. Like, got my snow. Got to drive in the snow. Um, and maybe that's why I'm good because not only did I get to drive in the snow, you know, you're very fortunate because your parents were here, mm-hmm. and so you guys got to go places, and your dad got to, mom and dad got to ride with you in the snow, right? Yeah, so that was a joy. That was awesome. That so, was a joy. I right? I mean, my how often does that happen? My dad was backseat driving from the passenger seat. See, now he can't be here to defend himself. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But he helped, right? He was helpful. I maybe. I'm not gonna lie, I did. Did he keep you free from accident? Did you get in an accident when you were with him? I did not. So you were accident free with so him. So it's it's his kudos to him. Kudos to him. Holy Spirit led. By I Dad. will say right. that I did slide turning into Walmart parking lot, and I was not going fast. I just turned the wheel, and the car was like, Whoop! <laughs> but I did keep it from hitting the curb. Like all good, no one was behind me. Thankfully, <laughs> good for you. So um, I do have something to bring up about Walmart. You know, we have. Um, Anybody who lives around here, and if you don't live around here, you have no idea what we're talking about. But where Walmart is located, it's called Coleman's Crossing. And it's like this uh, – what would you call it? It's like a snaked yes. back hoitsy-toitsy road. Yes. So you've got like – as you turn into 
is it Coleman's Crossing? Mm-hmm. You've got like on the left side is the YMCA yes. and you got like, you know, Panera Bread or not Panera Bread, but, um, you know, there's like Starbucks and there's like the, yep. you know, Beauty, Beauty Queens and there's like Verizon and it's like a little strip mall. Yep. And, and then, then you, you go going, going down. down and you got now it's starting to fill in. Have you noticed this? Yeah. They're oh, yeah. Up. There's a dentist office on the left now. They're putting in something else. They're putting in something there. else. They put that big machinery place down at the other end of it. My problem is, is this. How are we going to be able to cruise on Coleman's Crossing? I can't get out now from Walmart. Yeah, you cannot. Not even turning, not even turning right to go right. Right. You can't get out because the traffic is so bad. So are they going to have to open up another? Who, who designed that? Right. They either need like, a roundabout or a stoplight or something. Because if you're turning left out of Walmart there by the gas station. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm you about can't get out. Because did you, have you noticed that over by Costco, mm-hmm. they did a roundabout? Have you noticed that? Yes. Right where you're going in, so you're right. I did. Yeah, I was taking a snapshot of, of a, Kennedy. I thought you were having a cramp or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I'm good. I might be having a cramp after that run this morning, but. Oh, my word. So, but yeah, I mean, um, I mean, uh, I don't think the weather's breaking any time soon, do you? Oh, I mean, it's going to get a little warmer. There's supposed to be some. So I got to cast my care upon God. You right have down. to cast yeah. your yeah. care. Cast. Cast. Yes, cast. I was gonna, okay, I asked go, you earlier. I'm like, you know, hey. here's the thing. Go ahead, go ahead and pick on me because, dude, I would never, ever on the live airways ever pick on you, but go for it. You would never. No, never. never. I asked you earlier. I'm like, hey, so do you want me to call you out or not? And you're like, on what? You're like, what did I do? I, I don't do anything to be called out on. <laughs> oh, it. dude, I do so much. I just wanted to know what you what, it was, what yeah. it was. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I need to give you an English lesson. Okay. Give me And he's me. like, what did I say? You kept saying casted, like past tense. I can't help if the Holy Spirit casted. has a different word than you've got, Mr. Phonetics, or what is that? Uh, is it phonetics? It's phonetics. Yeah. yeah. And so I told you, I'm like, look, cast is the same whether it's past, present, or future. I cast the net yesterday. I'm going to cast the net tomorrow. Hey, let's go cast a net right now. Are you done? It's all the same. <laughs> Are you through? <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's touch on your feet <laughs> i thank you for the english lesson thank You're you welcome. for the uh, there you go. the grammar lesson i'll be sure the next time i uh use that i'll say it so correctly like eight years so like, casting is fine cast is fine right cast casting casted yes. is not fine casted is not so casted is what i put on my arm that's just a cast <laughs> my arm was casted maybe? maybe i don't even know if casted is i a got word. my arm in a cast? Yeah, I've got my arm in a cast. I cast my burdens upon Brandon. Ooh. I'm about to cast something on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of that, Sue told me she, cause I was drinking out of my possum coffee mug yesterday. Oh, gosh. She said, I laughed so hard. She said, that, that, that coffee mug right there may have saved Craig's life because remember last week I said that if I had any other coffee mug, I would have chucked it at you, yeah. but I liked that coffee mug too <laughs> exactly. much. I didn't want to break it up against your head. <laughs> so my question to you is, have you had your pedicure yet? Hey, Kennedy, come here. Come here. Have you had your pedicure? Have we had our pedicure yet? Not yet. Not yet. No, we're going though, aren't we? Yep. So yep. where are you going? Do you know? I don't know yet where we're going exactly. We got to figure it out though. You know, because... I, was talk- I was talking to Wyatt last night, mm-hmm. and he said he actually would wouldn't mind having one of those. Oh, so you can might Wyatt wanna... go with us? Maybe I don't know. You don't know. Can I go? If you want. To. <laughs> okay. Are you we're buying? Just... Are you buying? No. Okay. No. Good answer. <laughs> she looked at me like good what? answer. <laughs> it yeah. costs money. I just go. Yeah. Right. Uh, the life of a prince. We, we're just gonna have a big, big uh, pedicure party. We'll just rent the whole place out. Mm, yeah, let's and do that. just one big birthday pedicure for Kennedy. Happy birthday, Kennedy! Thank you. You are now how old? Seven. Seven years old. Her birthday wow. was Saturday, wow. and her favorite place to eat is Olive Garden. You can you can go draw now. Thanks. Uh, nope. Uh, and uh, Craig's one of Craig's favorite restaurants uh, as well, <laughs> or not? Mm. But so we had Olive Garden Friday night out gallivanting around in the snow. And then she went again yesterday with a couple of her teachers from here. Nice. Um, from, from the other side, from nice. the children's side. Awesome. And they went to Olive Garden as well. Oh, that's nice. So she had Olive Garden all weekend pretty much. So, um, wonder who, wonder if somebody will take us out for our birthdays when, <laughs> to our favorite place. 
I mean, technically, we are going to well, our favorite are, place. We are kind of going to our for favorite our birthdays. Place. Well, I mean, it's not your birthday, but it's mine not and my, Anita's. But it's yours and Anita's. I'm yeah. not sure if it's Anita's favorite place, but Wait, right? should go. Yeah, should she's go. like, oh, great. We're Texas going there Day, for Brazil. Birthday. Yeah. Really good food. It is. Um, the, um, it's also nice when you have gift cards. So thank you yes, for the thank gift you. cards. Yeah, it is nice to have gift cards. I still got gift cards left. Yeah. I haven't used them. I, I don't know when I'm going to use them. It's kind of hard to. Maybe I'll use them when I uh, I'm I'm going to be gone in a week and a half or two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now, about two weeks from now. So I'll be gone from about the sixth um, through the tenth or fifth through the tenth of March. So that means you're back up on the horse. It means I'm back in the saddle. It means you get to end the series. Yes, which is which is going to be great. Yeah, I hope so. I haven't started my sermon yet, but it's all up here. That's where it's where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. A can lot you, of magic. Can you not see the, the storm clouds and yeah. all that stuff up there? I see the uh, smoke coming out of your ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so, um, we've got, um, what have we got? One, two, three more weeks of the series left, correct? So. Yes. Hard to believe that, um, we're already, um, hard to believe that we're already, um, getting that, get that far because that's like seven weeks i can't believe i know it. it feels like we just started yesterday which means that we're almost into march oh yeah and then we move into easter oh yeah and i gotta get to work on that and easter is early this year easter is early this year it's gonna be it's chilly early. exactly so. got some we got some good things coming up um you know um for uh for us and of course we got easter and um got um got some plans that um hopefully get to sit down and meet with a few people here in the next couple of weeks if not and we'll get back after when i get back after vacation and um just some plans for us to do church-wide mm-hmm. and family-wise yep. and i think it's important uh to do that and then um also um we've got uh what is it on april 14th um Pizza with the staff, where yes. we're going to get together anybody new who's been coming to RCC over the last year or two, probably last two years. Uh, we're going to get together um, on um, April 14th, right after church, and um, provide pizza and drinks and things like that, and um, tell you a little bit about um, RCC and quest- answer questions for you guys. And so, um, hope if you guys are new and listening, that you will be uh, you'll listen to that and tune in for that. So that that'll be really good. Yeah. So, but yeah, we and had- we get pizza. And you get pizza. So there's that. Maybe they're Dutchman Donuts. Maybe. They're closed on Sunday, so we'll have to get them the day before. They won't be as fresh, but they'll still be good. Mm-hmm. But that was really good. I still don't know what happened to my donut. Did you eat it? Do you want Kennedy to go get you another half? No, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that exactly. coffee was good, too, with it. It was good. That was okay, Black Rifle. coffee today is Black Rifle. Uh, 30 presents out okay. with a shot of Murdered Out. It doesn't get much better than a, and when it was, when the espresso was coming out, Brandon looked at me and went, oh my goodness, look how dark that is. Mm, it was nice. It was dark and it was good too. So, um, but yeah, yesterday we continued with our series and we talked about tough things, going through tough things in our life. And I think everybody, all of us have tough things in our life that we have to deal with. If, if we don't, then we're living in a bubble somewhere. I don't know how that would, I don't know how you can escape tough things. You know what I mean? Just, um, you know, the world is so sinful and, um, we're so crazy as people and so messy. Even if, even if we have our act together, you know, we're still messy. So I don't know exactly. how we can escape that. But I started off reading a verse and I, I wasn't going to do it, but I decided to do it anyway. It's in Psalm 18 verses four through six. And it, David says, the ropes of death entangle me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me, dead laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary, and my cry to him reached his ears. Mm. And you know what I think is amazing about David? If you look at this chapter and what he's talking about and leading up to this chapter, you'll realize that David has fought like 18 battles. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, even we're including Goliath in this, yeah. and he's 18 and 0. So if you look at David, he's he's like the ultimate warrior champion right, right. now. I right. mean, if they're, you know how they make these video games up? They need a video game of David. I mean, can you imagine a video game of David, David and Goliath? How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. That I mean, would be cool. So this is David. It'd be this, like Street Fighter, but David and Goliath. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. David lops his head off. Exactly. <laughs> With his own sword. <laughs> but you have to realize that even after David had all these great things behind him, he's just like you and me. Right. You know, there's a mountaintop experience and then there's life. 
Exactly. And so David had the, the, the euphoria, euphoria of winning the battle and the excitement of that. And then there's what? The letdown. Yes. And so David is like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He needs God. And so when David is under attack or he needed rescue or he was tired of just fighting, he went to the Lord and he trusted in the Lord that he was going to deliver. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that all of us need to realize is that um, like David is, we're going to go through tough things. We are. Uh, yep. We're going to have good days and bad days. We're going to yep. have mountaintop experiences, and then we're not going to have mountaintop experiences. And and I think one of the problems with us today is that we think that we believe in God, and we go to church, and we tithe, or we teach, or we preach, or we sing, or we do all these great things that we're not going to go through anything terrible. Right, right. And, um, and I, I've actually had people... I literally have had people tell me, you know, I've given money to the church and I've done this. Why would God allow this to happen to me? Right. I'm like, have you read your Bible? Exactly. Literally one lady told me that. And I said, have you read the life of the apostle Paul? Mm-hmm. Have you read the, have you read about Stephen? Mm-hmm. Have you read about Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I don't exactly. understand the question. Exactly. You, you, just because you're, you get singled out and you go through nothing because it's you. Right. I, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Something to not to sidetrack us, but something to point out too about that passage that you read. I think it's a great reminder, you know, of, of David talking about everything he's been through and how kind of distressed he is and down he is. In verse six, it says, "But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears." David didn't only pray though when times were tough. You know, prayer is not, I think so many times we use prayer as a last resort when things are going wrong. Like 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, exactly, 911. And, and so, you know, but prayer should be a constant Mm -hmm. in the good days and in the rough days. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, um, you know, is so important to recognize here is, yeah, David did cry out to God in his distress, and God did hear him in his distress, but it wasn't anything new because David gave God praise and exactly. cried out to him and um, prayed to him when things were going smooth, and he wasn't going through tough times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, I think that's important to remember is that prayer isn't a 911 call. Mm-hmm. Prayer should be some part of our everyday life. You know, you've said it before. Prayer is the most important thing that you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. And, and if we, if we can't pray when times are going well and give God praise for what he's doing, you know, how do we expect to be able to pray when times are tough? Exactly. Um, you know, it's a constant relationship that we have to have. So, exactly. Again, sidetracked. No, you're not, good. I, you're good. Cause I, I, I mean, I agree with that because, you know, <clears throat> we do have a tendency to pray and, uh, when only things get tough and we'll have a throw a, uh, what would you call it? Kind of a, a generic, um, you know, thank you God for the day. Right. And life is good. And sometimes we become so prideful and conceited, um, that we just kind of throw, um, got our bone, you know, our table scraps of prayer instead of really leaning on him. And you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure about this, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think sometimes God leads us to tough things mm-hmm. that we will be close to him and walk with him and lean on him and not our own understanding. Exactly. And so I, I don't know. I just, I have a really, I have a really, it's a struggle for me because I've often said I don't mind going through tough things because I never feel closer to God, right. but I don't like going through it's, them. It's tough. But it's it's tough, exactly. <laughs> so I told yesterday that you know we're not going to escape these issues until Jesus comes. But the good news, Jesus is coming, exactly. And so I ask a question: What do you do when we go through tough things? Why we wait on Jesus to return? What do we do? What what where you go? You're right. And now I brought up a couple of scriptures, and I could have brought up some more, but these are two really good ones, just about going through trouble and tough things. And in Job five seven. It says that people are born for trouble as readily as sparks fly from a fire. Now, you can light a fire in your fireplace or go out back and light one, mm-hmm. and how many sparks fly up? Right. Tons, right? right? Jesus told us in John sixteen thirty three, in this world you're going to have what? Trouble. trouble. He's saying it, you're going to have trouble. You know what that means? You're going to get up tomorrow morning and... Um, your daughter's going to forget her notebook. You're going to run to Plain City 5,000 times. You know, it's like... I felt like a NASCAR driver this morning. <laughs> you like that cat in that bitmo just like... <laughs> right? <laughs> so you can't avoid trouble. It's exactly. just going to happen. It's part of life. Exactly. Paul, 
In Romans 8, verses 35 through 39, says, Who shall separate, I love this, mm-hmm. separate us from the love of Christ, shall trouble or hardships, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or the sword. He says, As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered to be sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. I love that. Yes. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So no matter what you go through, guess what? Jesus is there. God is right there with you. Yeah, no, that's great. And when you go through tough times, I reminded everybody of David's words again, and you already said them in Psalm 8, verse 6, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to God for help. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I didn't talk about this yesterday, but this is just something I got to thinking about actually after I almost tried to throw this in, but I was already over time, so I didn't do it. Way, like, Thank you. Way over time. Thank you. But I try, he says, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. Mm-hmm. Can you still pray for help in, when things are going really good in your life? Mm-hmm. How's, how's that happen? Like, I, and that's a great, that's a great point. I wanted to bring that up, but I was so like, it would go, I didn't have time. I would have been another 12 minutes. And so like for us, I think that's something that we try to do on a regular basis. Like this morning, you know, we prayed on our way down. We, We try to pray together as a family, like the kids and I, as we head to school, one of us will pray on the way to school. You know, asking God to be with us for the day, right, to, to right. help us have a great day. And I think that's a way of, you know, hey, God, yeah. you know, things are going well already, but hey, help us to have a good day today. You yeah. know, help me to be a light today. You know, like today, um, or not maybe not today, but quite regular, regularly for me personally, one of my prayers is just praying for protection over my family. Yeah. You know, that God would protect us. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that in those moments things are bad. But I'm right. just praying for his continued protection over our family. And that's so help. that's that's his help. That's help. Yeah. Praying for protection. I um I you know, pray for wisdom, pray for mm-hmm. protection, pray for my family. Yeah. And, and you talked about that well. too though. You yeah. talked about just that prayer for wisdom mm-hmm. that you've been praying for the past four months now. Yeah. So you just um you know, we have to realize that, you know, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that seriously, God's never failed me. Right. And if I look at it honestly, even when I'm going through tough times, and the older that I get, the more readily that I believe this, and I 100% believe this, that God has never left me. Exactly. I may have separated myself from him, but God right. has never left me. So I, I pointed out yesterday, and I wasn't going to do this, but I just I always think it's so important. We hear this so much that we forget this, but God wants us to do a couple things. Number one, he wants us to be salt to this world, and he wants us to be light. Right. And in Ma- I love Matthew 5, verse yep. 13 and 14. He says, you're the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? Mm-hmm. No. It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot is worthless. Then he says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. So if you're going to be salt and light, you can't be like the world, correct? Exactly. You can't yeah, look like the world. Right. You can't walk like the world. Right. You can't We're called like to be world. different. Yes, you can't engage in the world's things. Um, so you've got to be totally different. So I think that helps me yeah. be connected to God. When I'm salt and light, and I take that take that seriously. How about Chuck Swindoll? That was good. Chuck said, "Salt fights corruption, and light shines to offend the darkness." I love that. Just how he worded that: "Light shines to offend the darkness." You can't be the light of the world and not offend someone. So, basically, if you're the light of Jesus, well, what's light do? Light, uh, light expels the darkness. Exactly. And, and if I, literally, if I walked in your house this, at four o'clock in the morning and you're sound asleep and I tapped your forehead and shined a flashlight in your eyes, would you be offended? Yes, you're going to be offended. Number one, you're going to be ticked. How'd you get in? I, say, I don't know that offended is the right word. <laughs> Number two, you don't want that light in your eyes because it's, it's harsh. It's a harsh reality. So when you as the light of the world go into the world and you, the world's shouting this, but you're yep. saying this. Yep. That is a harsh reality. Yeah, you're going to offend mm-hmm. people, but the problem is we don't want to offend anybody. Exactly. And second, uh, Paul tells Timothy in Second Timothy chapter two, verse three, and then verse ten. I've been doing this a, a few weeks. Have you noticed this? I'll put two verses together. Well, that, that's great though, because you know, in these sections, that's you know, yeah. And I kind of almost kind of feel. I always kind of feel guilty about it because I'm leaving out. Right. But I'm hoping people will go back and yeah. read this. But anyway. 
chapter 2, verse 3, and then verse 10. He says, endure suffering. And I had everybody say, endure suffering, along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those who God has chosen. Mm. Endure suffering. We don't like the word endure, and we don't like the word suffering. No. I don't. No, and then, like you know, then he's he says in verse 10, I'm willing to endure anything. Like, Paul was willing to die mm-hmm. for the sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says, if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. You know, the, the thing about the world today um, is we're addicted to soft and cushy. We like it light and easy. Right. And that's moved into the church. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. It's been here for 100%. a while. It has yeah. just 100% been here. And I, I don't think I've ever noticed it as bad as it was when we were at, in Oh, COVID. not at all. Yeah. When COVID hit, it was just crazy. So I said yesterday, we have soft Christians. We have, we have wimpy Christians today. Right. Uh, we don't want to go anything that causes us to endure or to have hard hardships or trouble or or all those things. And I and I have found out something and I agree with Chuck Swindoll 100%. If you're going to shine the light of Jesus Christ, you're going to get labeled as crazy. Right. If you shine the light of Jesus Christ, then you're going to have people that might point their fingers at you, they might be saying that you're a nut, that you know, you're whacked out, that you're uh, you know, y- 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 you're some conservative conspiracy or, or anything, but I found out that a lot of Christians like to fly in under the radar. They don't, they're not salt. They're not light. They just go along to get along. Right. Well, so, I, they, they like to proclaim the name of Jesus when it makes them look good. Exactly. But then the rest of the time, they just, like you said, they like to fly under the radar because they don't want to be singled out or be called, you know, a heretic or, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, you know. I think, I think the thing that we always need to remember is that you and I, and the, if you're a Christian, you are called by God to go into spiritual places and pull down strongholds that exalts itself over the truth of God. And I'm telling you how hard this is. How about with your family members? Mm -hmm. How about with your family members who comes out and says, hey, I'm gay? Right. That's a... That... Somehow they have believed the lie of Satan. So it is your job as a Christian to pull down that stronghold that exalts the truth over God and to talk to them. You're in their life for a reason. Correct. What about when you are... Um, in your job and your job wants you to take a stand culturally that goes against what God wants you to do. What are you going to do? Your job is to pull down that stronghold. But here's what we do. We don't do it because we're afraid we'll lose our job. How do you know that God doesn't have you in that place to protect you, that you'll still have your job, but you're also going to save somebody from going to hell? Right. This is the problem that we have today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Christians are not serious about their job. I'm a Christian. I've been baptized. I'm done. So lay off. Right. Exactly. If I want to show up once a month, get off my back. Yeah. If I want to do this, get off my back. No, you're to be salt and light. Right. Period. And that's not mm-hmm. my words. Right. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't write this. I'm not this smart. Right. And neither are you. And that's why I'm here. And part of my job is, is I'm like hooked on phonics. Exactly. You know, so for Craig, I just, I just, I just want it to be casted well. Exactly. <laughs> for Second Corinthians uh, ten. Yeah, this is great. I love this um, section. Second Corinthians ten four four and five says, "We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments." And we see so much of that mm-hmm. now, and and not only in the world, but mm-hmm. it's infiltrating the church mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And he goes on in verse five: "We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them." To obey Christ. And that's the most important. That's vital. That's totally vital. Right. And and I, I pointed out yesterday that you and I were not redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ to be a victim. Exactly. And so many Christians are victims. They mm-hmm. play the victim card all mm-hmm. the time. This is what happened to me. And so we, we center on our personal or our public or private or church or family. We're all going through tough things. Exactly. And so you can't play the victim card. You're right. And sooner or later, when you go through tough things... Um, you gotta do what David did. You have to go back and you have to just pray to God and call upon the name of the Lord and trust that, that, you know, that he's going to be there. Right. And the problem I think today is this, and we've already touched on this, is that I've never seen lies being perpetrated as the truth in our culture. Right. And the truth being perpetrated as a lie. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really flabbergasts me is Christians who are buying into that. Right. I think I said one or both, if not both services that, you know, 40 years ago, I, I would have never dreamed that. Oh, I would have yeah. never dreamed the church of Jesus Christ would go south. But I'm like, why wouldn't I believe that? Because that's what actually the Bible tells me that's going to happen. They're going to want their ears tickled. They're going to want to have, they're going to want to believe something that makes me feel good. I actually have had people tell me, you don't make me feel good. 
I've actually had people tell me, when I leave church, I feel terrible, and I want to feel better about myself. Why? Maybe maybe God has you right where he's at. Maybe he wants to convict you that you don't feel better about yourself. Exactly. Forty um, years ago, I wouldn't have even dreamed. That's true. You wouldn't have. <laughs> Second Timothy 4, verses 3 and 4. For a time is coming when people will no longer mm-hmm. listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and wholesome and wholesome teaching. No, I'm they sorry, will follow, their own, follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. That's what happens when you don't wear glasses. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Right. And that's where we're at today. And that's where we're at. But, you know, I think the thing is, and, and the more that and we've talked about this, the more I dig into the Bible, um, you just see this pattern repeated over and over and over oh, again, yeah. too. Like, like we look at, you know, our situation and and it's pretty, pretty dim. It's pretty dismal sometimes. But at the same time, I look back in the Old Testament and some of the, you know. Look at the Israelites and what they did and how they rebelled against right. God and then, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like this this pattern over and over and over again. Um, you know, and so I think that right there in, in Second Timothy, that reminder is just so true, you know. Right. That time is here. That time is now. But, you know, that time is, is going to be, right. you know, continued in right. the future as right. well, you know, where people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. And, and you know, the thing about it is, is that, all this stuff is going on. We all have things. I mean, let's let's admit we have things, and and I think things. For as much I, I, here's 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 what I believe. I think we know too much. Mm-hmm. I think we see too much. Mm-hmm. I think we talk too much. I think we think we're know-it-alls. I think we're the most prideful, arrogant, demented people right. that has ever lived at any generation at any yeah. time. I do. I, I would agree with that. I think we're I think we're I think we're some of the worst human beings that has ever lived on the face of the planet. And I'm going to tell you why. Is because we've got so much information and we can blog our own information and people can talk and they can, you know, they can put it on um any social media mm-hmm. aspect with no accountability whatsoever. And I'm going to tell you what it's made it has made us a hateful uncaring group of people and yes i'm even lumping christians into that oh absolutely i mean i can't tell you some of the vile things that are said about other like christians attacking each other why are we doing that right we're supposed to be on the same side if we believe that jesus has died and risen from the grave why why are we attacking each other i mean i can't help it that your personality is different from mine right if you don't like it right you know somebody says well you know the bible says if you know if you offend somebody to go talk to him that's not what it says it says if you if if your brother sins against you, right? That's a big word. But that's where we because are. you know what. Here's the deal: you could offend me twelve times a day. Am I going to tell you about it every single time? Right. That's not right either. Right. So it's like I got to grow up. So if you offend me, mm-hmm. and it's not a sin, I got the issue. It's not you. I'm I'm the bonehead. Right. That and that, get it but right. that's where we are right now. Is and that's people where we're take at. offense as. Pretty much people sinning against them. And it's not no, a sin. you got your feelings hurt. Yeah, I mean. Because it, you, I agree with you 100%, 100%. We are different. Guess what? God made us that way. Exactly. We're not all going to like the same things or agree on the same things. But if it's – and this is where the church needs to wake up. If it's not a gospel issue, if it's not a salvation issue, right. it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. So get over yourself. I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know either. I thought you were going to smack me. I know. Right? He almost looks like uh, Spock over there. I'm <laughs> I think. like, wait a minute. His ears are pointing, <laughs> making weird hand motions. So I really honestly believe when we get in this, when we get down, go down that road, we're not trusting in God. We're trusting in us. You mm-hmm. hurt my feelings. You did this, da, 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 whatever else. And so the question I ask is, do you trust in the Lord? Right. Do you trust that He's going to do what He says He's going to do mm-hmm. for you? Yes. For you. Yeah. And then you read. Proverbs 3, verse 5, where you said, and I'm, I'm going to read it the way you said it first. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart and depend on all of your own understanding. Everybody was like. <laughs> and everyone was like, Ugh. No, it says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. But the way you first read it is the way we actually we do, do it. That's what we do. I, Every I'm single guilty. time. Every single time. Yep. And you can either trust in God or you're not going to trust in God. Um, and I said yesterday, I said, you know, you might be sitting there thinking, well, doesn't God want me to use my knowledge and my book knowledge and my understanding? No, Mm -mm. 
He does not. You he know why? You to trust in Your him. mind is carnal. Yeah. I don't care how good you quote think you are, and I'm doing air quotes right, right now. I don't care how good I think I am. I have to trust in God and trust in him for all things in my mind. Because here's the thing. Your carnal mind and my carnal mind is always at war with God. Right. We're always going to convince ourselves we know better than God. Right, that we're right. And, yeah, exactly. But yes. I love the uh, the verses you read from Romans chapter 8. Verses six through eight. Now, I'm reading this on my phone today. Normally, oh, yeah, I've got it pulled tough. up on my iPad. That's tough. Yeah, it you says want my notes. No, I'm good. <laughs> so, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And and I pause right there after uh-huh. verse six. I think it's so important to remember that the mind and the heart are connected. They are. The Bible talks so much about. Well, we've the kind of touched mind on that all through this series. Exactly. And so he goes on in verse 7. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Great verse. Great verse mm-hmm. because, you know, the sinful nature always is hostile to what God wants. Always. Um, and I, and I think, um, the, 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 the big thing that we have to do is letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And so we always have to let God control everything about us. Um, in Isaiah, it tells us that God's ways are higher than than our ways. That means that, mm-hmm. you know, you can't see what God sees and you can't do what God does. And we need to understand that if, you know, if you go against God, mm-hmm. I said yesterday, it's like you're bringing a water pistol t- to a nuclear bomb. I mean, you're never going to win that battle, right? Ever yep. in, in 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 front of God. So, God is telling us that He literally knows what is best. And then, um, this is um, we were you already mentioned this, but literally, probably since end of October, first of November, I've been praying. Just give me, give me wisdom. wisdom, yeah, every day. And that's that's a prayer. Give I me think wisdom. That we every should day. all pray because. <laughs> there and and this is what we have to understand. There's a huge difference between knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. We could have all the knowledge. We could be the smartest person on the face of the earth, but still not have true right. wisdom that comes from God. Well, the thing about it is, is that you know, give, I get up in the morning. I'm like, God, I'm going to need your wisdom for the day. It's kind of a blanket request for wisdom. Right. Give me the right words, and then maybe I'll hear something. Somebody said something bad about me, or somebody mm-hmm. has done this, and then I'm like, Lord. Give me wisdom on how to respond or not to respond. Right. Give right. me your wisdom. Give me, give me God. Send me to the right place in your scripture to tell me what, what I need to do. Exactly. So, it, number one, it helps me keep from me pointing my fingers at somebody, but it points the finger back at me of God, what do you want me to do? Exactly. Through this all. James 1 verses 5 through 7. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, meaning he's going to give it to you no matter what. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. That means you got to trust you gotta him. you got to trust. you got to trust he's going to do what he said he's going to do and not depend upon your own understanding. Don't waver for the person with a divided loyalty is unsettled as the wave of the sea and is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Mm. That's tough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I, and I believe that some people ask for God's wisdom, but they try to put their wisdom and their knowledge in on top of God's wisdom. And then so they supersede what God wants to do in their life. And so God's like, yep. you got it. Yeah. It's either me or nothing. Right. Choose. What right. do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. And so David said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and I trusted in him. Yeah. This is huge. This is a big thing. So trusting in God is super, super, super hard. It is. It is. And so David's, David's taken a leap because he didn't know how God was going to do it. But he trusted that God was actually going to do it. Right. And so if you trust in the Lord, that means I got to humble myself, right? Yeah. And that's the thing I was going to say. You know, that means we've got to take our pride and just completely remove it. We've got to set it out of the way. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Exactly. And, and I love the Tony Evans quote. <laughs> he said, many people spend their, pr- their lives proud of their humility. And I thought about that because I, I, you know, I get your, I get your outlines early, and I work through them before I work on music and stuff. But it's like, how true is that? How, is how many very... times have I been proud of my humility? It's like, oh man, I'm so humble. Yeah, and, and maybe I haven't said that out loud, but I've probably thought it. Yeah, 
Many people spend their lives proud of their humility. Many people will say, in my humble opinion, you can't trick God. He knows when you're humble and he knows when you're proud. When you lean into your understanding, God will say, fine, you're on your own now. Good luck with that. It's about right. Yeah. He's 100% right. Because, go ahead. I was just going to say, for those of you who are on social media, anytime you see somebody that, that starts a post with all all caps, I-M-H-O, that's what that stands for. Don't even in read my, it. Don't in my even humble opinion, it. because that means they're about to, to say something stupid, and they're not being humble, and they're just wanting to um, tout their opinion on something. I think, rant. I think social media, Facebook, and all those places is the biggest uh, satanic uh, uh, spider web that I've ever seen in my life, and Satan does a great job keeping things stirred up, people mm-hmm. keyed up, mm-hmm. Christians keyed up, stuff going on. Um, you know, leave it off of social media. Yep. That's a, that, truthfully, that's not a good way to handle things at all. I mean, I know you may feel good for a split second, but right. it doesn't do the body of Christ any good if you're airing your dirty laundry or somebody else's dirty laundry out on top of that. And this is the problem that we are. God's word tells us to do something, but yet we do it the opposite direction. Exactly. I look at some of the stuff that's said on social media as gossip. Oh, absolutely. Gossip 100%. will not inherit the kingdom of God. Period. End of discussion. Yep. Not my words, God's. Yep. If you're irritated at that or mad, take it up with God, not exactly. me. This is what he says. So, I mean, well, in we, my humble opinion, um, I'm, I'm going to okay, I'm going to pause for a second. <laughs> I'm going to punch him in the throat. So, yeah. So in First Peter five verses five and six, it says, "God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble." So humble yourselves under the what? The mighty power mm-hmm. of God. And at the right time, he's going to lift you up in honor. At the right time. At the right time. Not when we want it. Not when no. we think we need it. Not when we expect it. That but could be five months from now. Yeah. That could be two years from now. Exactly. He might be working in you. Right. Greg Laurie's really good. Mm. You like this? Yeah, it's so good. He says, I'd rather go humbly to my knees before God than to have God humble me to my knees in humiliation. Yeah, and I've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah, me too. It's humbling. Oh, yeah, 100% it's humbling. Yeah, not fun humbling. Because those are the two options you got, really, honestly. Exactly. If you're looking at this spiritually. And so which which one do you want? Which one do you want? And so so how do we do that? Well, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say a few. It says casting all your cares upon care, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. I was reading about this, and I was reading from this guy who's a fisherman, and um, he actually does ca- casting. He casts his nets. Yes. And he is kind of, this is how he fishes. And so he went through this whole, he's kind of over the top a little bit, but I actually watched the video, and there was one part I almost played, but I, I, he's so, he's kind of like, he's all over so he doesn't get right to the point, so I just explained it like this yesterday. He explained yesterday that there was a way to cast mm-hmm. your net, and there was a way to not cast your net. And if you cast your net in a certain way, you could actually get tangled up into your net. Have you ever tried casting a net like that? No. It's not easy. I, well, I have. he showed it. He showed it. It was like a 13 or 14 minute video, and he had somebody with him who's never done it. The guy literally got it wrapped around tangled his waist. Up, yeah. And, then he said the guy who was showing the video showed how people can do that and get it, it wraps around them to where it's like a straight jacket where if they weren't with somebody, they couldn't get out they of it. Get out. They couldn't get out of it. And so there's a way to cast that, that mm-hmm. net. And so I thought that was a really good explanation. So Peter's a fisherman. Right. So Peter knows what he's talking about. Exactly. So Peter is in his mind is mm-hmm. thinking, this is what you have to do. This is the vision that Peter has. And right. I love this. So this is where you're saying, God, I can't do this. I'm at the end of my rope. I got to get rid of this. I'm going to throw this. I'm going to toss it. And God, you are totally in control of my life. And this is totally you, you 100% admitting that God is what you need. Right. You, you're getting rid of this. Mm-hmm. And this is the hardest thing you're ever, I'm telling you, you're ever going to do. Yeah. Because um, think about all the things that you hold on to. That you don't cast to God. Right. Or you haven't casted. Is that right? Casted. Things you have not cast. To. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, you know, you talked about how so often we're like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to cast that to God. But what we really do is we just set it down beside us. Exactly. And, and if you don't cast your cares, guess what you get to do? You get to carry your cares. You get to carry them. And you will carry them. Or, like you said, they get tangled around your feet and you just drag them behind you. Exactly. And um, if you don't cast your cares, guess what's going to happen? First Peter 5, verse 8. 
Watch out for your great enemy, who? The, the devil. devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. And if you don't cast your care, guess what? The devil's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. So I, yesterday I asked everybody, I said, I'm going to ask you a question. It's a one-word answer. Shout out the answer. Who's your enemy? People like devil, Satan, and all that. So I'm like the devil. And so I wanted everybody to realize that Satan is your enemy. It's not your boss. It's not your spouse. It's not the government. It's not the president. Right. It's not your kids. It's not your mom. It's not somebody in this room. It's not me. It's not you. It's not another believer. Yep. It's none of that. Your enemy is the devil. So if you get sidetracked and you are jammed up over something, the enemy has gotten to you. Yep. It's time for you to move on, grow up, and get it together. Right. You haven't done it. You're about as spiritually mature as you can possibly be. Now, I can say that because I've been there, right? and I know exactly where that's at, and I don't want to go back back there ever again. And so the devil is your enemy, and he's seeking to devour you, you know how? With your cares. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yep. Think about what you get jammed up on. It's right. about what you think you care about. So Jesus says, cast your cares, and I'll carry it. And Satan's like, no, carry your cares. You need those. Hold yeah. them close. And I will destroy you. Yeah. In, in and, the and you know what that goes back to? We've talked about it time and time and time again, your feelings and emotions. 100%. Now, and the thing that I wanted people to realize yesterday, and I, I think I even said I want you guys to listen to me very carefully because you have to realize God is powerful, but Satan and his demons are watching you. They are. They're He's watching, watching what, listening. what yep. gets to you, what gets into your crawl, what gets into yep. your skin, what you care about, and he's going to wrap you in a chain of your cares. And when that happens, guess what? You're concerned yep. more about that than you are God. And I'm going to tell you something. You'll, you'll literally trash the word of God. That'll supersede. Your cares will supersede what you need to be doing for God. But you'll, you'll, you'll encompass it like I'm doing this for God. Right. No, you're not. Right. You're doing it for you. Yeah. Every single time. Uh, so I showed two pictures yesterday. The first picture was a guy who was, um, like shackled in chains. chains. Yeah. It's a gruesome picture. I mean, it wasn't bloody or anything. Right. But, but it was just depressing. Yep. And I said, this is kind of what you look like when you have, when you're wrapped up in your cares. You, you're wrapped up in a chain of your stuff. You can't mm-hmm. get loose from that. And then I showed another picture of a guy le- legitimately Casting a net. A net. And it was a really good cast, I thought. I mean, he had that net spread out, and it was in the air. Yeah. Probably, what, about five, six feet from his hand. Right. So he's, like, he he he's flinging. I don't know how far that stupid thing went, but um, he did this. So, and I wanted people to get into their mind of the idea of casting and throwing their cares out. Right. So God can get them. Now, the problem with the casting net, like I said yesterday... And just a few minutes ago, you can get wrapped up in your net. Mm-hmm. And if you have cares so tightly, you're not going to cast that net yeah. the way you should. So you're going to get wrapped up in a net of your cares. And so I said yesterday that many people come to church every single Sunday morning wrapped up in the net of their cares. Mm-hmm. And I think I even said in both services, I'll guarantee you that 90, 95% of people in this room are wrapped up in a net of their cares right now yeah. because you're you haven't casted, cast. You haven't cast your net, and you haven't thrown your cares right. to God and allowed Him to take them because you are holding on to them. Because you literally think I can take it, I can deal with it. I'm a tough person. I'm like Teflon. This, this is no problem for me. You know what? I know Jesus loves me, and you know I, I can deal with all this. And so, I guaranteed that ninety percent of the people that were here yesterday have heavy hearts and they're heavy laden Mm -hmm. because they're carrying their burdens. And this is really tragic. And um, we're carrying things that we shouldn't be carrying. And the devil wants you to be so wrapped up in your cares. And so what you do is you get wrapped up in your failures, your worries, your anxieties, your your unforgiveness, your pride, your addictions, your betrayal. You, You can throw any... All those things. And it could be one or it could be a ton of things that's caught inside um, of your net. And so, um, you know, there's there's so many things that we can get in, caught into our net. And so it becomes a part where are we going to carry them or are we going to let God deal with them? Right. How hard is it to let God deal with them? I mean, really, seriously, mm-hmm. have you cast all your cares upon God? Nope. What if, what if we did? Yeah. I mean, seriously, what if we cast everything upon yeah. God? How would that change 
our our outlook on life. Absolutely. I um I said yesterday that um literally since uh, November um I've been really working on that. Mm-hmm. And um I don't talk much about problems anymore. I'm casting them to God. I hear something. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry that. That's not my burden. Right. right. I literally, I, I mean, I, I've, I think I've told you this. I mean, Anita knows this, that I'm like, the fight is yours, God. This, I, I can't deal with this. I can't help what that person says or what that right. person thinks or why they're acting that way or why they're not coming to church. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with that. Yep. God, that's your battle. All I'm going to do is keep serving you and I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. People come or they don't. Yep. People listen or they won't. Yep. And you know, I, I can only do so much. So I, I, it's your battle, God. Yeah. So when I hear something, it might take me a day, but guess what? Just like that second picture, that's me yeah. standing out, and I'm casting that care on God, and I'm walking away. I'm not dropping it. Right. I'm walking away yeah. because, you know, what What will happen is is that we think that um, we, 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 we cast that thing, but we dropped it. Right. And it gets caught on your foot. Or it gets caught on something, and you're just dragging it now behind you, exactly. and you literally are like, "Oh my gosh, I this is crazy!" And so you you're you, you thought, "Okay, here I am, God, I'm casting my cares upon you," but you dropped it. You're still carrying it, right. and then all of a sudden, you see somebody you should have forgiven on Monday, and you didn't forgive them. Right. And all of a sudden you pick that net Those back up emotions. again and it's yep. back over you. Yep. And you're still carrying that burden. I think yesterday I said, or worse, you find somebody to invite inside your net. And that's right. exactly what the Christian community does. Yep. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. This is nothing but this is vile. Mm-hmm. This goes totally against God because we think we're doing the right thing because what we do is like we open up our nets and be like, come inside my net. Let me tell you how bad they've been treating me. Let me tell you how bad they betrayed me. Let me tell you what they said about me. Yep. You never cast right. your care. You're doing the exact opposite of what God has commanded you as a believer to do. And I think I said yesterday, have you ever met somebody who tried to cast their cares upon you? I'm like, get away from that person. They're not your Jesus at all. Right. They want to see if it hurts you as much as it hurts right. them. And that's the thing is, you know, I was going to say that earlier when you were talking, but, you know, when the more we do talk about things, instead of allowing God to handle them, the more worked up we get, the more, fr- yeah, exactly. Irritated, the more frustrated. Mad, frustrated. Yep. And it is, I'm going to tell you something, the hardest thing you'll ever do, and I mean this, is to turn the battle over to God. And to literally cast your care right. upon him. Yep. And trust him. No matter what happens, no matter what people say, no matter what they think or how they react, that God is in control. Exactly. It's the hardest thing you ever do. But I'm yep. gonna tell you what it is. It's the most relieving and peaceful thing. It still doesn't say that I still see things, but God's given peace about things in my life that right. I haven't had in a while. So that's that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um how about Jesus' words in Matthew? 11, yep. verses 20, what does that say? 28, 28 through 30. through 30. He says, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you. This could be a whole series right, right. here. Because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you're going to find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give to you is light. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, come to me who are weary and you carry heavy burdens. Guaranteed, 90 for percent of people even listening to this podcast right now are carrying some heavy burden mm-hmm. and sometimes i'm gonna be honest with you i think we like it right. i think we like carrying them right i think we like it we get it gives us something to talk about what what are we going to talk about with people if we don't talk about what you hurt me about or you hurt my feelings right when you did this right what are we going to talk about well i tell you why why you're doing that people are lost and dying and going to hell when you should be going into your world and preaching and right. teaching and discipling and baptizing people but no you're so caught up in yourself in your cares that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. See, this is you're either going to do it or you're not. You're either going to you're either going to live a Christian life or you're not. Right. You're going to do follow God with what He tells you, or or you're not. Stop pretending on this. Right. Um. So Jesus goes to the cross to die for our sins and literally to carry to carry our burdens. Yep. And to, yep. It's um. Takes a lot to cast mm-hmm. your cares. 
I like for when you cast those donuts on me, though. Those are nice. There's more out there. So John eight thirty six. If the sun sets you free, you're truly free. Free. And so the question was, do you want to be free? Yeah. And I do. I do want to be free. Absolutely. But I think sometimes, like you said, we feel better when we're not. I know. It gives us something to talk about. Yeah, it does. And that's the tragic of it because we, we're really good at talking. Exactly. Really good uh, at talking and and trying to get a point across or, or whatever. So, But I, I'm praying for you all this week and um, praying for you too that we will just yeah. cast our care upon God and just turn the battle over to him. I can't imagine what the Christian community would be like if we 100% actually did that. Mm-hmm. Just 100% actually did that. So... Um, just want to let you guys know that um, what we believe class starts um, not this Sunday but next mm-hmm. first week first Sunday right. uh, first what, first, <clears throat> first service said, you yeah. said yeah. next Sunday March third but next Sunday's not, not March third yeah so it's March third March tenth March seventeenth uh, love for have you guys join if you've never been through this class uh, it's at ten thirty on uh, those three Sunday mornings you can register at Richwood dot church forward slash sign up and then um, you know if you Remember the parking lot. We're going to start getting getting to work on that probably in April sometime. So if you guys are given to that, thank you for that. If and the weather's broke by then, exactly. Nah. If the weather's <laughs> broke by then. Who knows? But you know, just cast that care on God, Craig. So, so let me ask you this: Are you going to cast your care going to Plain City again? Hmm. Is this your third trip? Yes, I've had to think. Like, I've been on the road so much. You need to do lunch or dinner at Dutchman or something. Just do it. Yeah, it's like I felt like Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. that You know what? I really like that movie. It's kind of a cornball movie. He's but I like bounding it. down, loaded up and trucking. That's got uh, Burt Reynolds. do what they and, say can't be that, done. Jackie Gleason. And, mm-hmm. Isn't that right? We got a yeah, long Jerry, way to go. Yeah, yeah. It ain't short time to get there. At least you know the song. I'm eastbound <laughs> and watch old Bandit run. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. Oh my goodness! So, what else is going on? What else we need to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Nice shoes, my doofus. You do. You know what? Sue, what? Sue didn't even say anything about those yesterday. She wanted me to wear them to church, but it's like I ain't wearing those things to church. They are comfy. They're they're something. They're something. Yeah, they're something. So what's on tap for your feet this week? Anything good? Oh, you know, I'll probably uh, soak them in some Epsom salt some and um, definitely. So, so I got a lavender. I have a guy that I Tahitian went to cherry. college with. Um, he actually, I think, graduated my freshman or sophomore year. I can't remember exactly. But he reached out to me and was like, hey, would you uh, want to kind of do some challenge stuff and keep each other accountable in running? He's been running a little over a year as well. Right. And so it's like, sure. So we're uh we're trying to see who can put more miles on this week. <laughs> so and I'm, so you're trying your best. I'm eight so. miles down. Yeah, we'll see. I probably won't put any. I probably won't run any more today. But let me think. The I've run eight miles. Let me think. How uh, last time I did eight miles? I've run between let's say <laughs> 1983 and today. I think I've run about eight miles. And I'll probably 99.9% of that was from first to home. Probably first to home and yeah, exactly. Well, from home to home. Or, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my eight miles. So there congratulations on today. Thanks. Right? I don't know how you do it, bro. Can't wait to see you when you're my age. I'm going to be running like ultra marathons at your age, probably. What do you think? As long as I keep pampering my feet. I need to be like, we need to go see Brandon. You know, he just got his new wheelchair the other day. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm 78. What's he going to look like when I'm, he's my age? <laughs> exactly. Dead. <laughs> yeah. No. So no, no, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, thanks for the coffee. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for the sorry. I'm sorry it was so late. You, thanks for the grammar lesson. You're welcome. Thanks for the donuts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, thanks for the entertainment. Just thank you for being you. Not a problem. Yeah. Thank you for, for listening this week, everybody. And, and if you did hear the little noises in the background, Kennedy stuck it out for half the podcast and I could tell she was getting antsy. So I pulled her over and said, Hey, you can leave. Just shut the door quietly. She did a pretty good job. She did good. She did a really good job. Yeah, actually. She did really good. Um, 
I think she left the door open, though. She, I don't think she was strong enough to get it shut all the way. No, she was pulling so, on it, but it, she just couldn't get it shut all the way. I know, right? So She did good, though. Yeah, but good. no, thank you. Great job yesterday. I thought everything went well and you smooth, too. and songs kind of fit together. And really good. had somebody talking with me about that last night, about just how everything always seems to to just work together and how we do a good job of working together with that. So well, that's... I said, man, it's just such a tough task working with Craig. And right? In my humble opinion, you know, it's like... <laughs> Oh my. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly, you know. And you know, and I'm sorry. I mean, I probably shouldn't apologize. I'll let you take that up with the spirit, but sorry went over. That extra 7 Here's minutes the was the spirit's work. Not Here's mine. the deal. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think our services are pl- are scheduled really short anyways. Like they are an scheduled hour, short. An hour for a style of service we do if with we communion had, and, right. and me praying. If we had a, d- a little more time in there, I could I, the spirit could move more. Yeah. And I could pray longer. <laughs> oh yeah, please, would you? <laughs> right? Yesterday and we'll get off of here cuz I know People are probably sick of listening to us, but now they've already checked out. So exactly. no one's listening. So yesterday, to this. I have a hard time sometimes because I don't know if you all know this or not. I don't know when to actually go up. Brandon will say even that. when I tell him, Brandon's he doesn't like, know I'm going to sing this up. verse. This verse, we're going to do 19 courses, and then I'm going to do another verse and the sixth verse by Cody Carnes, and then we're going to do one more. I'm going to I'm going to do a refrain, and then I'm like, just not at me, would you? I mean, I'm to- you lost me on the first verse. We actually don't really do any songs by Cody Carnes, but I'm impressed you know his name. Okay, so anyway, I uh, yesterday he nods, and sometimes he nods, and he's praising the Lord, and I'm like, I know it's not time to go up. I go up right now, I'm going to look like his shoes. I'm going to look like a doofus if I go up right now. <laughs> so yesterday he nodded, and I wasn't for sure because he kind of looked my way, but he didn't, and then he got looked at me more squared on and was like, get yes. up here, we're done. Now. <laughs> No, that's the funny thing. Like, I've got to be careful. Um, I think Maria came up to me yesterday and she was like, so were you communicating with your kids at one point? Because I saw you look down at them and you were nodding. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I said I was maybe just kind of, you know, affirming because Christian was like worshiping and singing his little heart out. He loves um, God of Revival. He, He absolutely loves that song. I said, but you know, I just, I'll catch myself nodding a lot of times just in, in affirmation to the words that we're singing. Yeah. And so I do have to be careful about that. Like I try not to nod in affirming the words we're singing while looking in your direction. Thank you. That would be great. Cause I don't want to walk up mid song and be like, and just stand there the rest of them. You might have an addition to the praise team. That'd be fine. <laughs> just turn your mic on. Let's go. Oh my word. <laughs> you could sing. Yeah, I don't know. Soprano. Oh, yeah, I could do that. There we go. About about as close as I get when I take the picture and I put my Bitmo with you guys singing. I love that. I've got so many of those saved on my phone. Yesterday, I sent you the one of my head was – my Bitmo was scratching my head looking at you because you were on your phone. And I'm like, is he on his phone? I I didn't – I did save that. There it is. On the phone? (laughs) Except I'm like (laughs) – I was looking at the – why does it look like Announcements. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you were. Allison sends me the announcements on my phone. Yeah, that's good. I may have checked Snapchat too. I can't I'm remember. sure you did. Why wouldn't you have? Had a notification. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So anyways, yes, thanks again for listening. We hope you guys have a great week. Stay, hang in there with the cold, Craig. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better, maybe. Um, and you and Willie get on the road and head to Plain City. Oh, me and Kennedy will, so... We'll be on the road road again again. shortly. Have a great week, everybody.